Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your Master Certified Coach and Midlife Mentor, and I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is about the choice to challenge or believe your thoughts. Interesting, right? It kind of makes you raise an eyebrow right off the bat because of the word choice. Yes, when it comes to your thinking, you have more choices than you might be aware of. So we're going to dig into all of this, and it's going to be great. (laughs) That's what I think. But first, this episode is sponsored by something I'm really excited about, the Women in the Middle Academy. The Academy is a new six-month coaching program, and it just may have your name all over it, especially if you're tired of settling for a life where you always feel like something's missing. Is this you? Do you feel unclear, unsatisfied, and kind of like the end of your life is creeping up on you? You are not alone. Your next chapter doesn't have to be that way. You can build a life that gets you excited to get out of bed every day. One where you're clear, feel passionate about what you're doing, and one that you're having fun. I like to say that the Women in the Middle Academy is all about coaching, community, creativity, and connection. You won't be doing this important work alone, and that is one of the best parts. You'll meet other midlife women just like you. You'll also be guided through a unique curriculum to help you gain insight and figure out what you want so you can be free to be you at last, authentically and happily you. Seriously, you will learn how to finally get unstuck, get clear, and like I said, finally be aligned with what you want in your life and who you want to become on purpose. You deserve this and it's the perfect time for you. So head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com for more information about how you can join us. Okay, let's dive into today's topic, the choice to challenge or believe your thoughts. So here's the thing. You have lots going on up there, lots of thinking going on. You have thousands and thousands of thoughts a day. Some you believe without question. If you practice mindfulness, you are fascinated with what's going on up there. And you may challenge your thoughts, but most of us don't typically do that. We just believe stuff. It's what I like to call autopilot thinking. It's what you think automatically. You haven't made a specific choice to think it. And you haven't made a specific choice to challenge it. It's just more of the same on autopilot. And this sort of thing can really keep you stuck. The reason is that you aren't challenging beliefs and thoughts that don't serve you. And the other thing is that you're not thinking strategic thoughts on purpose to help you move forward in life either, where you want to go, what you want to create on purpose. So the result is that you, like other amazing women in the middle, pretty much believe all kinds of stuff that your brain offers up to you and you just believe it. Like you just believe it. Your brain keeps coming up with stuff and you keep believing it. And the thing is, some of it's helpful, some of it's not helpful. 
most of it isn't that strategic and thoughtful, like things you want to think intentionally. Now remember, in the five-step mindset framework that I teach, the foundation of the whole thought model is based on being super clear about what is actually a truth or a fact. I like to think of it as an anchor. It's the base of the thought work. So this is just a five-step framework that helps you think through your thoughts and get perspective on what you're thinking on your mind. So today we're just going to be really talking about the thoughts and the facts part. So it's an anchor. The truth, the fact is an anchor. And it really is the foundation of this work. It's so important because what you think is about the fact that you're interpreting. So one of the first really important skills that you learn when you do this work is to understand the difference between something that really is factual versus something you think about it. The fact isn't optional. It's black and white. It's something that everybody would agree on. It could be something that you said, something that was texted, something that somebody else said, something that happened, but your thought is optional. It's subjective interpretation of that factual thing or situation or circumstance. So that's the difference. So there is a fact, something that's black and white, and everybody would agree on it. It is actually a fact. And then we have a thought about the fact. So here's an example. This is a fact that's happening in real time outside my window. 38 centimeters of snow has fallen so far today. Everyone would agree. It's a fact. It's objective. I shoveled it. (laughs) I actually did have to shovel a bunch today because the wind made drifts that were so high that like I was worried that my dog could walk right over the fence. (laughs) So I had to shovel along the fence in the backyard, which is something I don't normally have to do. (laughs) And also, none of my kids are home. So hubby and I had to deal with this. Usually I have three sons. Somebody's often around to help, but nobody. Anyway, like I was saying, 38 centimeters of snow, and they're expecting more, but that's what has fallen so far today. That is the fact everyone would agree in Toronto. But what do I think about that fact? Thoughts? Many of them, (laughs) all over the place. Here's a couple of them. I hate snow. Oh my God, there are no kids home right now to help with the snow. My dog will love the snow today. I hate that my hubby has to drive to work today. So those are just to name a few, but I'm often in a swirl when it comes to snow and winter and all of that. Now, as a listener of the podcast, you know how important it is with mindfulness to become aware of your thoughts and gradually become a watcher of your thoughts to see that just because you think it, it doesn't mean it's true. And it doesn't mean it's you. You are not your thoughts, but you think thoughts and they're optional. And these thoughts are your interpretation of facts. Now I could go on, (laughs) but for now I won't. And if you want to learn more about the thought model, this five-step framework, please listen to episode two, The Model, Your Mindfulness Framework in Midlife and Beyond. 
And it explains in episode two that this is the framework uh, taught at the Life Coach School, and it's awesome. But it goes into all the details and all the five steps. Now, to complicate matters, a lot of what you think feels like a truth. So many times our thinking doesn't feel optional at all. And this is an important reason why we don't challenge our thoughts. Why would we? Our thoughts are so real and legit. (laughs) That's how they seem. And you've been thinking something for such a long time. In midlife, sometimes we've been thinking stuff for decades, decades. And it just feels factual, like there's no reason to question it. It is not even on your radar because it just seems so normal. And like I said, it's super common to think that your thought is not optional at all because it feels like a truth. Something that is so real and obviously true. Now, this comes up so often with my clients, and I have noticed it in my own life as well. And sometimes I get surprised by these thoughts, <laughs> and it's, it's shocking sometimes, right? Um, it's actually one of my favorite parts of coaching, though, helping clients have this epiphany that what they're thinking isn't the only way to think and that they have choices at their disposal. It is fun because you can hear when you're on the phone, like sometimes I coach on the phone and sometimes I coach on Zoom. So depending, right? But you can hear or see somebody's head actually exploding in a good way, (laughs) just with an expression like a serious, massive light bulb being turned on. Now, as I mentioned, it happened to me too. The first time I got busted, believing a thought was a fact was this little doozy. And I have mentioned this before on the podcast, but it's such a doozy, I have to repeat it. Here it is. It's harder for me to lose weight because I'm only 4'10". Now, I am tiny. That part's a fact. But this interpretation of my height, 4'10", that's the part that's a fact. My interpretation of that is that it's harder for me to lose weight because of the fact Now, this is such a great example because honestly, it never occurred to me that it was optional. I'd been thinking it for over 40 years. And this is why it's so important to challenge your thoughts and beliefs. You want to make sure that you're thinking thoughts that you want to think, that you like the impact of on your life, that are useful to you. This thought, it's harder for me to lose weight because I'm only 4'10", was a terrible thought for me to think because it set me up to fail in advance every time I tried to lose weight, any amount, like a couple of pounds to baby weight to the 14 pounds I put on when I hit menopause when I was about 50. It didn't matter how much weight I was thinking about losing. That was the thought. I'd been thinking it for so long. It just felt true. Nobody ever questioned it. Nobody ever looked funny at me when I shared it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody blinked. Nobody gave me a hairy eyeball. Nothing. Until that one day when I had a call with my first coach, she jumped on it and I was floored. I was floored that she pointed it out. I, I Like gobsmacked, jaw open wide, utterly astonished that I had been committed to believing that thought for years. I hope that that example inspires you to ask yourself more questions about what you think on autopilot. One thing you may have noticed that I do a lot in the podcast is ask a lot of questions and prompts. And the reason for this is to poke and prod with curiosity. Poke around in your brain. You got to find the thoughts. One of the best ways to do this is the little three-letter word, why. 
you'll find that you can drill down with that question four or five times with each answer and keep finding more thoughts. Here's another example of a thought I hear all the time about goal setting and will practice using the why prompt. The thought is, I might fail. Now, I bring this one up because it can be tricky. You might be thinking, but Susie, it's a fact. You might fail. (laughs) And, you know, you're right. You might fail. But this is where we need to rely on the way that we define thoughts and facts in the thought model framework. So hypothetically, you're correct. The proof isn't there yet. You might succeed and you might fail. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with that goal. But for the purposes of thought work, the thought I might fail is a thought about my stated goal. So let's say the goal is to get on the Peloton three times per week all year. Now, it could be anything. This is just an example. It could be any exercise goal. It could be any goal at all. (laughs) But we're going to use the Peloton because this is one I can relate to because I have this Peloton. Anyway, the thought is I might fail. It's about the anchor fact, the stated goal. Now, this is one of those thoughts that you may not even catch yourself thinking as an optional thought because one, it seems reasonable. I mean, a whole year is a long time. And two, technically, I might fail. But here's the thing. Not everyone thinks this way about goals, about exercise, and about Peloton. (laughs) It's optional and it's not useful. It doesn't help motivation toward the goal. And in fact, much like the weight loss example thought that I shared earlier, It kind of sets you up to fail in advance. But now let's get curious and use the why prompt to find some more thoughts. You can ask, why do I do that? Or why am I choosing to think this thought? Okay, so the thought is, I might fail. Why? Why am I choosing to think that thought? Well, because a year is a long time. So there's another thought. A year is a long time. Let's use the prompt again. Why am I choosing to think this thought? Because I failed before with long-term exercise goals like this. So there's another thought. I have failed before with long-term exercise goals like this. And another prompt. Why am I choosing to think this? Because I want to prepare myself that I might not be successful. So that's another thought. I want to prepare myself that I might not be successful. Why? Because this is hard. That's the other thought. So look at what you find when you dig a little. Five thoughts about a goal. I might fail. A year's a long time. I've failed before with long-term exercise goals like this. I want to prepare myself that I might not be successful. And this is hard. So you see what I mean? Remember, today's episode is all about believing your thoughts without question and challenging your thoughts and how you have a choice because thoughts are optional. So here's the deal. One, if you aren't curious, you won't be aware of your thoughts. Two, if you don't know what you're thinking, it's hard to be clear about what you believe automatically. And three, if you aren't clear about the range of thoughts that you're thinking, especially what doesn't serve you and what isn't useful at all, you won't appreciate the importance of challenging yourself and your thoughts to figure out what you want to think on purpose. So interesting. 
So if you find some thoughts you want to challenge, here are some more prompts to help you. Let's take the thought, I want to prepare myself that I might not be successful. Here are some prompts to help you challenge this thoughts. Prompt number one, why? Why do I want to prepare myself if I'm not successful? You will have interesting things to say to that one for sure. Prompt number two, what do I make it mean? What do I make being unsuccessful mean? What do I make preparing myself mean? What do I make being successful mean? Again, this is how you're going to find what you're thinking and you're going to challenge and dig. What are you actually talking about? What is going on up there? Prompt number three. So what? So what if I'm unsuccessful? So what if I'm unprepared? Prompt number four. Do I like my reasons for thinking this thought? So you want to really now look at all the stuff you found and ask yourself, is it cool? Do you like your reasons for thinking the way you're thinking? And prompt number five, what do I want to think about this goal on purpose? So now you see all the automatic stuff, you dig, you prompt, you poke, you prod, you're curious, and now you're going to challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to think on purpose. What do you want to think about that goal intentionally? There's all kinds of things that you could think on purpose. You could think something like, I'm excited to figure out how I'm going to reach this goal this year. I'm curious what I could do to make this goal more fun and doable. I'm open to the idea that I am going to reach this goal. I'm learning how to improve my morning routine to make this goal easy. Just some examples, right? You just have to really notice where your brain goes automatically and all the powerful ways that you could help yourself be successful with thoughts that are more useful. So there you have it, a little walk through life as the queen of your brain domain. You know, I talk about that queen thing all the time, and this is what it means. Are you going to believe all the little thoughts that pop into your brain willy-nilly? Queens don't act that way. They are more intentional. They rule. They make sure that they create what they want and think accordingly and don't just respond to everything going on up there. There's a lot going on up there, but a ton of it is going on up there without your awareness or permission. Is that okay with you? I think not. (laughs) You can make a different choice when it comes to your thoughts. You really can. But it all starts with curiosity and awareness. And I would add a sense of humor because you're going to find some stuff that will absolutely make you laugh out loud. (laughs) So get prepared. Get prepared. You might have fun with this exercise and you might, I don't know, not be able to stop yourself from being curious all the time. It's going to be great. Have fun. Okay, that's it for this episode. As you know, I really do like to focus on this queen of your brain domain thing as a midlife coach. What that means is learning how to get better at catching yourself in the act of thinking and wasting less time spinning and feeling stuck because you figured out what you want and how to get there. This is what regret proofing your life is all about. Now, if you want to go faster, I can help. You really have to join us in the Women in the Middle Academy. It's my six-month coaching program to teach you how to get the clarity and excitement in your life again 
that you've been looking for. Don't waste another second feeling stuck. Book your momentum call and we will take it from there. Head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. For show notes and links, go to www.susierosenstein.com and click on the podcast tab to find the information about this episode. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.